Blog Talk Radio. I'm usually joined by my co-host, James. Uh, you are listening to the uh, Haitian Freethinkers radio show. It's a live call-in show here on Blog Talk Radio. The guest call-in number is 657-383-1619. Once again, it's uh, 657-383-1619. The Haitian Freethinkers is a group that was started in January of 2012, and the goal of the group is to raise the profile of secular Haitians all over the world. Uh, So we do this show as a way to popularize the brand, to interact with the public, to discuss topics of interest, and to give people an opportunity to speak to us. Uh, The way I originally designed this show is that this would be basically the English-speaking perspective on some of the things that we do. Uh, We have a show that we do via Google Hangouts called Creole Atheists or Ate Aisien. That's been on pause for a few months now, but I'm hoping to get that started up as soon as possible. But uh, you are listening live wherever you are, and if you wish to join the Haitian Freethinkers and you happen to have a Facebook account, you can just search for Haitian Freethinkers on Facebook, and you'll find the page, and also you'll find the group. So uh, just send a request to join the group because it is a closed group at this time, 
and you'll probably hear from me. Uh, make sure you check your message, your spam, and uh, we'll communicate to find out if you really want to be part of our group. Uh, we do accept believers. We do not discriminate uh, in that respect. All we ask is that you are good with us and we'll be good with you. Now, obviously, our preferences are for secular Haitians. The original goal was to get about 10 um, atheists or secular or agnostic Haitians, and we have surpassed that goal. We have a few hundred members now, and uh, we continue to make strides to, you know, get better and uh, pursue our mission, and it's working. So I want to thank you if you are listening tonight. Tonight is Monday, February 22, 2016. Uh, we usually do this show on Sunday evenings at 9.30 p.m., but uh, we didn't have a show last night. So I'm doing a show tonight. Uh, yeah, so we are on all the major social networking sites. There is the Facebook group. There is the Facebook page. We are on Instagram. Just look for Haitian Freethinkers. Uh, there is one blog so far, Haitian Atheist. Uh, on Blogger, so just search for Haitian Atheist. Uh, we are on Google+, Plus, so same thing, Haitian Freethinkers. There's a page there. There's also a, uh, a profile that I created. Um, we are on Twitter, Haitian Freethinkers. You can find us there. Um, I finally got the website going. That's HaitianFreethinkers.org, not com, dot org. HaitianFreeThinkers.org. Let me see what else we're on. We're we're pretty much everywhere. So there's uh, there's uh, multiple ways to get in touch with us. If you if you are in a foreign country um, and you have the ability to 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 use WhatsApp, then I uh, started a little chat group there too. You know because uh, we have at least one member in Haiti. So uh, I'm hoping to have more international members. And uh, I found out through getting in contact with the uh, atheists in Kenya that uh, that's how they run their group. They have WhatsApp and they chat, 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 and I'm part of that chat room, and it's um, interesting to say the least. So I'm trying to uh, use as many avenues as possible to get in touch with whoever's out there because Every now and again, you, I hear from um, someone who gives us the classic salutation that they thought that they were the only one, but uh, you are not the only uh, Haitian who happens to be an unbeliever or an atheist or a free thinker out there. So um, so the group was set up, and we're doing pretty good uh, in our fourth year of existence now. So... Um, uh, my goal was to put our product out there so that someone can um, casually Google Haitian atheist or whatever and find some material that they can listen to from a fellow Haitian. And uh, so here we are. Also, if you wish to contact us after the show, during the show, to share your thoughts, um, to 
comment or criticize or what whatnot, you can always email us at HaitianFreeThinkers at gmail.com. Once again, that's HaitianFreeThinkers at gmail.com. We encourage live interaction, but we understand that sometimes you're unable to to catch the show live. So if you want to still uh, text or chat, you can uh, uh, you can contact the Google Voice number that I set up for Haitian Free Thinkers, which is 678-820-9474, 678-820-9474. If you are unable to catch this show live, you have the opportunity to listen to this show and all of our past shows by using iTunes. Uh, we are registered with uh, iTunes. Also, I put the show on Stitcher Radio um, and Spreaker Radio. So Stitcher and Spreaker are two websites that host podcasts, and if you have a smartphone, you can download their apps and look for Haitian Free Thinkers, and you can listen to um, past shows. I've numbered the shows in, in order so that you can uh, just go through it and reference the show that you might be interested in listening to or if you have a question about something that was said or uh, anything like that, then that would be a way to catalog it. So I'm following the example of the uh, ex- uh, atheist experience uh, in Austin, Texas. So so tonight, as of now, I'm flying solo. So if you want to call, this would be an excellent time. Uh, we have an open-ended timeline the show is scheduled to last about two hours, but uh, after I go through the information that I need to share, and if uh, don't if I don't get too many callers, then uh, we'll just call it a night. That's all well and good because I'm focusing on quality and not quantity as far as time is concerned. So, um, yeah, so as far as what's been going on, uh, I... Just recently, just last week, got into um, I just got into this show called uh, The Leftovers, and and I completed the season, and it's it's great, and <laughs> so my daughter is creeping into the room. Where's my need to go to bed, Mama? Okay, good night. Close the door, please. All right. So, um, yeah, so The Leftovers is really good. I'm recommending that to you guys. It's uh, a thriller. I, it started off slow for me, but it definitely picked up speed, and it has religious overtones. So if you're a religious buff like I am, then uh, you'll definitely enjoy that show. So I really encourage that. Uh, let me see what else. Um, you know, been kind of following a little bit of the uh presidential stuff that's going on uh, I'm very I'm very discouraged uh, as far as the options that are available um however I think that Bernie Sanders is the best um option out there you know I don't have any problems with him per se but the Republican side is definitely not 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 good options especially Ted Cruz, who is basically crazy in my opinion, but uh, that's just him. So Ted Cruz is crazy. Ben Carson doesn't seem to be a factor. Donald Trump is an asshole. Oh, by the way, tonight 
I'm rating this show as rated R, so uh, I might let some foul words go, whatnot, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Donald Trump is, you know, Donald Trump, you know, I think, I think he is, um, I think he's uh, like a, like a sideshow. I don't really take him serious, but a lot of people seem to uh, like him um, sometimes on the low. So, yeah, unfortunately, he is still leading in the Republican side. I don't I'm hoping that he comes out and just says that, you know, he was just trying to see how long he could um, keep the the rules going and just leave us alone. But then that would mean that people like Marco Rubio might step in, and uh, that would not be a good thing. So on Instagram, I uh, I found this website that I wanted to let you know about. It's called... Uh, Reason is Inc. So uh, let me see. Let me, let me get you the information. Just got a missed call. I'm going I'm to launch into my topic because I know you're waiting on that topic real quick. But I wanted to get this out there because uh, the person that's running this website gave us a discount code. So I just want to to share some love. So it's reasonistinc.com, R-E-A-S-O-N-I-S-T-I-N-K.com. And if you put the the promotion code 20, spell it out, T-W-E-N-T-Y, then you should get a discount. So I got in contact with that individual via Instagram, and so uh, they have some very hilarious um, atheist-themed T-shirts, it looks like. I'm going to try to go to the website myself uh, on the computer and not on the the cell phone to see what's, what they got going on. But uh, just check it out. They have You have your discount code. Go in there right now. And uh, check out their stuff. From what I saw, it looked pretty good, pretty funny, you know, and, uh, yeah, so you can support what they're doing. And uh, one of the, one of the, I guess, the um, picture says, keep your theology out of my biology, which kind of dovetails into the the topic tonight, which is abortion. And tonight's topic is um, a serious topic. Uh, it's something that I've been meaning to do for a couple of weeks now. And I gave like a preview a couple of weeks, and I wanted to do my research so I can offer something, and it's not just, you know, personal opinion or whatever the case is. But I have to say that, you know, the research um, could definitely continue because I learned a little bit just today preparing for the show. Um, So I'm going to let you know kind of like the history of why I chose this topic. So I wrote down um, some things that I want to hit on. The first is the Palouse. I think that's how you say it. Uh, There are a couple who have their own blog talk radio show. I had a couple of exchanges with the husband. I forgot his first name, but um, uh, I found out that he had a show with his wife 
uh, on Block Talk Radio. Uh, they do, like, I think a weekly show. I, th- I want to say on Mondays, because I haven't checked in a while. Um, that deals with uh, abortion. They are Christians, and they are anti-abortion or pro-life. And uh, the way that they talk about their um, pro-life stance is very interesting to me, given that the Bible has a lot of uh, atrocities committed by their God against children. And I've always wanted to kind of discuss that with them, but I never had a chance to do so. But uh, So that's basically the story. But uh, so, yeah, so... They were the they were the reason why I got interested in doing a show because I I've never really had a, a conversation with a believer to say, you know, a, a Christian believer anyway, to ask them what what why is it that they are pro life while using religious um, reasons. Um, you could be pro life obviously without using religious reasons, but. I've, it's been my experience anyway that a lot of the pro-life uh, supporters are indeed uh, Christian and uh, they use religion as the main reason why they they feel that really strongly against abortion. And that's totally understandable. Uh, from my perspective, uh, for me anyway, I you know it's it's easy it's an easy cause to get behind. Because a lot of people love children. Not everybody likes children. Not everybody, not everybody wants to have children. But a lot of people find children to be cute and adorable and everything. And then you add the um, the fact that you know a person's life would is potentially affected or terminated. Uh, then you can easily see how you know people get. Um, very animated and emotional about the topic. Um, and then there's the innocence part where, you know, you have someone who is being harmed um, and they don't they don't have someone to stand up for them. So, so pro-life generally have that kind of a um, perspective, I guess, that... that um, that's the word I'm looking for in this case right now. But that's basically where they're coming from on the pro-life side. So Bible atrocities, um, you know, that's that's what came up to mind when I was thinking about the Pelus uh, show. The the last name of the couple, if you want to look them up, is P-E-L-L-E-W-S. And uh, so I was thinking about biblical atrocities and you know, having dealt with the husband, I feel that uh, I probably wouldn't get far with him if I were to talk about, you know, biblical atrocities, you know, especially relating to children. But um, I had plans to call into the show, listen, but, you know, I've, I think that I know what to expect, and I also don't think that I can necessarily reason with them um, I'm not trying to turn them or any other believer into a, a pro-choice advocate. It's just that I just don't understand how they can, on one hand, if they know about the biblical atrocities, be pro-life at the same time. Um, so I'll touch on 
acromach on the biblical atrocities. Um, the the number one court case that everybody knows about when it comes to abortion rights in the United States is Roe v. Wade. So I learned a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to touch on the new Ma'afa, uh, my FAU experience, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, and this movie called The Vessel. So once again, this is the Haitian Free Thinkers Radio Show. My name is Reggie, and you're listening to me live on Block Talk Radio. If you wish to call in, you can do so. The lines are open. I guess call in number is 657-383-1619. Once again, that's 657-383-1619. If you don't have the opportunity to catch us live, you have the opportunity to do so by just uh, listening to our past shows on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio or on Spreaker Radio, which both of them have apps. So, the Pelus, I'm going to go ahead and pull up their website right now. Um, which they have a show, like I said, on Black Talk Radio. Uh, which is called Theology Matters. And it's Devin and Melissa and they discuss Christian apologetics, theology, um, and the page that I came up talked about uh, mentioned uh, pro-choice and pro-life. So there's one about uh, abortion. And they have a lot of people commenting on their page. So they have some, some viewership, obviously, some followership, and that's cool. That is really, really cool. And apparently they're they're broadcasting right now. Hmm. So, but don't don't call into their show. Listen to my show, obviously. But just in case you want to, um, oh, it looks like they might have Matt Dillon to, uh, Dillon-Zee on. Huh. That's cool. All right. So so yeah. So they they're pulling um, people to. Participate into their show, obviously. So Matt Dillahunty is uh, looks like on their show now, but um, yeah. So too bad they're competing with me, right? <laughs> so they are pro-life, um, and I'm pro-choice. If you didn't know, uh, I uh, if pro- pro-choice uh, is definitely my perspective, and that's because I believe in the person's right to choose the woman. Right to choose, but it's um, it's not just black and white from my perspective. If it was up to me, um, I would um, discourage the abortion of babies that were born or that were conceived in um, non-regular circumstances, i.e., like you know, you were having sex and uh, maybe. You intended to get pregnant, and then you got pregnant, and then it's kind of like you regretted it, and you wanted to not have it, not have the baby anymore. You know, we're not talking about you know health situations, you know, rape, etc. I'm talking about just you know what you some people might consider an adult. You know, uh, if I would, I would not prefer that to be the situation if the person chooses to have an abortion. 
But ultimately, I totally stand behind the woman's um, choice. Now, this gets a lot more complicated because um, obviously the father may want to have a say in this, and what if the two parents disagree, you know? Um, I fully understand that uh, from my perspective that ultimately the woman who is carrying her baby will 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 get the final say and it it, it can it, it can be a, a tough situation for a father sometimes, you know, but um yeah, so I am I am pro choice. Uh hopefully if you are gonna get it done, you know, you get it done in the first trimester, get it done as as soon as possible because I think that's you know, the lo- the less traumatic time and it's easier, I think it's cheaper. Um so yeah, I think you know, I I'm obviously I'm not a woman, um, but um I figured that would be the best time to, to take care of that if, if it gets to that level. But if you are raped or you um if you're having like um, medical complications, you know, sometimes that's another reason why you would uh have to have an abortion or if you live in a situation where, you know, they might, you know, harm you like your your family your community, you know, that's another reason why you may have to have an abortion, even though, you know, you might be an adult or um, you may want to have the child. Um, you know, there's there's different circumstances which could arise in which you may need to do the procedure, but, you know, I support pro-choice. Uh, I know it's it's a tough thing because I personally love kids, uh, have a couple of kids myself, and... Um, I, I can definitely appreciate um, the the passion from both sides. Uh, and as I was about to do the show tonight, I was thinking that you know, to it was to me it was a little bit more black and white before I started to do my research. But now I totally appreciate both sides um, of the situation, even if uh, the pro life side is has a religious element to it. Um, you know, kids are, are wonderful, and I can totally understand why anybody would want to help them out as best as possible. So the Pelus are um, doing their show now, and this one I might have to listen to afterwards because Matt Delonte is on there, and uh, I'll see how he handles himself as uh, this topic is extremely um, important because this is an election year, and it's one of the uh, main um talking points or issues that a lot of voters are going to be voting on so it's very important to hear what the um for some people to hear what the candidates are saying and pretty much um uh, all the republicans are pro life as far as i know i don't i haven't heard from the democratic side whether they are pro choice or not but i assume that they are pro choice so there you have it so the biblical atrocities. Um, I wish I had a Christian to call in, or someone who, you know, wants to weigh in on the on the issue, who happens to be religious and, you know, is you know, a biblical, um, whose religion is rooted in the the Bible. But um, having read the Bible, I was um, very disturbed <laughs> to read all the atrocities that happened in the Bible that is commanded by Yahweh. And um, for those people who are Christians who think that 
Jesus is Yahweh, that means that Jesus himself is the one that committed the atrocity, which is why some people feel that Jesus is not the same God or the same character as Yahweh, who a lot of people, a lot of people feel that is a monster in, in the Old Testament or what is really the Jewish Bible. So just off the top of my head, I'm going to tell you about some of the atrocities, what I consider atrocities uh, in the Bible involving children, and which is why I think it's pretty strange to be pro-life while you are a, a member of a Bible religion. The first thing that comes to mind is the flood of Noah, where... Yahweh being displeased with every single human being except for a handful drowned not only all the people that were exist that existed back then, but he killed animals and plants. So <clears throat> it stands to reason that some of these people were mothers or they had young children um, or they were pregnant. So <clears throat> while that doesn't kind of as a direct abortion, but it's still the killing of children, and including children that were inside their mothers. So um, Yahweh has killed directly or indirectly. So the flood is one example. The the conquest of Canaan, when uh, Moses and Joshua and the Hebrews went, they killed um, men, women, and children, um, Numbers 31 is one of the most disgusting passages that is in the Bible, and it clearly talks about killing um, children, especially the little boys, pregnant uh, mothers, obviously, um, and they saved only the little girls who not had sex uh, so that they could use them as sex slaves. So um, that's a very horrible story right there. So you have that example. Uh, you have indiscriminate slaughter, you know, different places in the Bible. Um, there was there's somewhere, and I know I I can just pull it up, but you can Google this, where um, Yahweh tells the Hebrews to rip out babies out of their mothers' um, stomachs, um, and there's the passage in Psalms where um, the psalmist, supposedly David, um, talks about how it's good to smash babies' heads against rocks. Um, the, uh, Yahweh himself killed the baby that Solomon and Sheba had. Uh, so also there's the um, example, and I think in Le- Leviticus, where you know there's a prescription of what to do if a man suspects his woman of having an affair, if he's jealous, then he's supposed to bring her to the temple where the priest is going to intervene, uh, do some special things uh, involving a, a, a potion made with dirt and all kinds of craziness, and she's supposed to drink it, and if she's guilty, her, you know, the baby was basically going to be aborted. So that's like the most direct story involving abortion uh, that I can think of off the, top, off the top of my head with the Bible. Um, and I I think that the Jesus story is a little bit analogous only in that 
you know, you have Yahweh sending Jesus, who is supposed to be his son, to die. It's not an abortion, but I just want to paint a picture that Yahweh has no problem with killing. Also, I was thinking about uh, how Yahweh has been known to make women barren, you know, uh, when Abraham lied to save his life, um, I believe he uh, Yahweh made the whole household of the Pharaoh barren. Uh, so at least in that one example, it shows that Yahweh has the ability to stop people from being pregnant. But um, apparently Yahweh is not acting up today as far as we we can tell. Because Christians don't necessarily have to show up and protest at in front of Planned Parenthood if they pray and Yahweh does some of the same things that he did according to the book, then in theory he could make some of these uh, women barren so that they don't at least have babies when they don't want to. So that's just a thought. Um, also, to pay back on that as far as the religious aspect um, from the pro-life side. As far as I know, and I could be wrong, uh, I don't know of any positive sex education that's coming from the religious. Uh, most of it tends to be abstinence only, uh, wait till you're married, and then you can have all the all the sex that you want to have. But um, from what I've been reading or seeing, that's, that doesn't work. Uh, we still have a high rate of um, especially teenagers with um, STDs and STIs and pregnancy because uh, human beings are very sexual and they like to have sex. So they're going to continue to have sex irregardless if they are religious or not. And so um, a more robust um, education is needed uh, where people are a lot more open about what to do when you are horny because it's is going to happen. You're going to want to have sex. It's just the way that a lot of us humans are um, designed, quote-unquote, ironically. So so I don't see the religious side telling uh, their um, fans, I guess, about, first of all, the atrocities, about how Yahweh is definitely not pro-life. And also, they're not going to teach them about, you know, using condoms, you know, especially like the Catholic side, you know, we know about how they feel with uh, contraceptives um, and how the repercussions of that. Uh, so they're not probably not going to teach them about, you know, uh, all the different varieties of options available from condoms to patches to um, in incisions. I mean, there's a lot of things available. Now, some of these things might be expensive, but now we have so many condoms that people give bags and bags and bags of condoms away, so you can at least get some condoms. Um, they probably won't encourage their constituents to have um, the type of sex that shouldn't cause pregnancy to include oral sex, uh, masturbation, anal sex. They're probably not going to tout how, you know, having what I guess you can call gay sex is, is good in respect to, to not producing um, potential aborted children, you know, because obviously they are against homosexuality uh, as well. So imagine if they promoted uh, gay sex, then chances are there will be less children born because people are um, 
feel a lot more at ease to be who they are and have sex with people of the same gender and therefore not produce kids. So that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, I'm being optimistic. Maybe there is something like that out there uh, where the churches or the religious people are keeping it real. But um, I doubt it. But if there's something like that, you know, please let me know. And I'll share it as soon as I find out about it. Uh, Roe v. Wade, which was the thing that the, the, the thing, the court case that I knew about since a long time ago, um, I knew it was in the 70s. I think it happened in 73. And I thought it was a done deal. It's the uh, legal case that allowed abortion to be legal in all the United States of America. It was a landmark case, and um, ever since then, uh, there's been a a lot of national debate about abortion, and people have been trying to repeal the the ruling. But um, what I don't understand about court cases and and these kind of things is that, you know, if in the future Roe v. Wade is able to be reversed, then I guess – we, as a society, rule depending on how we feel. You know, um, we might be progressive in one generation and we might become conservative in the next. And so it's not like, um, I guess we can agree that th- these things are not written in stone, so to speak, um, but people can change whenever they want. Now, the Roe v. Wade has, did not um, stop a lot of states from putting measures into a place where they made it ex- extremely hard, if not impossible, for people to have abortions. I I think I uh, Mississippi um, basically closed down all their abortion um, legal abortion clinics, making it you know difficult because the pro life side took it to the state level to fight the you know the ruling and and basically provide as much opposition as they could to the the pro choice side. So you have a lot of these things happening. A lot of a lot of other states like Texas, um I think Kansas I heard, you know, they just you know, have very limited um options for people who want to have abortions. And so um there's a real strong push out there to basically fully reverse Roe v. Wade. Now, I was um, watching some YouTube videos um, before a couple hours ago, and I was learning that there's other court cases that kind of try to mitigate, I guess, the effects of Roe v. Wade. And I learned through YouTube that the lady that is named Roe, I forgot her real name, but... uh, she now is a pro-life activist, so that I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, Wade is the um, Dallas district attorney that tried to fight um, Roe when she was when she wanted to have an abortion, and and they told her no. She had her child, and um, the case went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and uh, the ruling came down seven to two, I believe it was, that. Um, yeah, you know, abortion should be legal. So Roe v. Wade in seventy two, seventy three is is a really, really big thing. If I mean, I pretty much the casual American knows about Roe v. Wade. I mean, it's 
it's one of the probably top three, four cases in the U.S. history. So, uh, but if you want more information about it, just hey, just Google it. I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there. I do YouTube. You can read on Wikipedia and some of these other links, but you'll get some good information about the story about Roe v. Wade. Now, uh, New Maafa is a documentary that I saw a couple of years ago now that basically exposed me to the black connection with abortion and Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, who I did not know who she was. So the premise of New Maafa was that, you know, back in the day, you know, black people were suffering because of, of slavery or whatnot. But today we are suffering from other things. But one of the things that's not being discussed is the high rate of abortions that are happening in uh, mostly black communities. So um, basically New Maafa seemed to imply that it was kind of like a conspiracy and that this woman, Margaret Sanger, was the culprit behind it, behind the, the whole thing because she believed in eugenics and eugenics is basically um, studies about, you know, genes, and uh, they're implying that, you know, she was kind of like a Nazi in her ways as far as believing that white people were superior to black people, and so she kind of concocted this clever plan to uh, pretend to offer the service of abortions in the the black neighborhoods, and so this became the new struggle or the new ma'afa. Uh, Mafa actually means something um, kind of like struggle, if I remember correctly. But um, I didn't know about this perspective. Um, I thought that the movie was um, high on propaganda. I felt like it didn't have to try so hard to try to persuade me to believe what they believe. Um, and it felt a little bit insulting as far as like, you know, now allowing me to think it through because I, th- there was some things that I didn't I didn't know about so including Margaret Sanger so I saw uh, a video earlier about uh, Margaret Sanger just you know, a small clip of her talking and um, she looked normal to me I mean I don't I'd have to find out some more about this claim about eugenics it might be true it might be not. Um, but um, she was supposedly very influential in setting up Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood, if you do not know, is an organization that provides uh, multiple services and not just um, abortion uh, services, I guess, uh, all around the country. There's actually one not too far away from me, about five minutes away. And uh, another reason why I wanted to do this show is because I saw protesters right in front of it saying, you know, babies are murdered here. And I'm like, yo, you know, like, that's crazy. Like, imagine if you had to work in that spot and this is the kind of thing that you, you know, have to deal with every day. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are uncomfortable because they might feel like, you know, some of these protesters might uh, follow them home or harass them. Um, There's been protesters that's actually killed um, doctors in the past. So that must be a very, very dangerous situation to be in. And and I can sympathize with the workers, obviously. But what I didn't know about Planned Parenthood was that um, I didn't know about the full complement of services that they provided. 
they do STD uh, checking, they do counseling, they do um, various other things. And uh, while they do help with abortions, it's not like a big part of their operation, but obviously they're catching fire because of that. And there's a big push to defund uh, Planned Parenthood because they get about 40-something percent of their money from the from the government and uh, um, the pro-life people think that government money is going into abortions and the video, I saw like two or three videos that state that no, that's not the case, but the pro-life people are not having it. And they set up actually a sting um, on on the, some members of pro-Planned Parenthood where essentially they are showing a lady that seems to imply that Planned Parenthood is in fact selling um, fetus parts to who knows who, in order to make some money. And so uh, there's a big outrage about that, obviously. But um, I heard on the atheist experience that that video was was not true or false or, or fraudulent or made up or whatever, so I didn't know too much about it. So I, I kind of did some research, and it, basically what the um, pro-life people who, who did the video undercover did is basically edit the material and for for some reason they were um Planned Parenthood or whomever was able to recover the full length um footage and it showed this woman stating specifically that uh they're not selling body parts for profit um but uh, I found out that there are laws that uh, allow for basically using the usage of of aborted fetuses for scientific researches, and and this thing has been going on since 1930s, and it's actually bared fruit. Um, there's been progress made with vaccines dealing with stuff like polio, etc., that might have come from these researches. So, you know, abortions are going to happen, I guess. And um, although I can understand the pro-life side uh, by saying that it incentivizes the people that are doing the abortions to kind of push uh, the envelope to have the woman abort. But, you know, uh, that was a crazy situation. So it seems that, you know, the pro-life people that did the um, undercover footage, they basically were being dishonest. And uh, But at the same time, the word has already gotten out to the pro-life circles and I'm not sure if they know about the editing that was done to the video, but uh, I don't think it really matters because they want to stop abortions at all costs. So I just want to take this uh, quick break to remind you that this is the Haitian Freethinkers radio show. Right now I'm flying solo. I usually have my co-host James, and tonight I'm talking about abortion, which is a very, very tough topic would have been great if I had a co-host, but that's okay. Sometimes it happens that way. Uh, the guest calling number is uh, 657-383-1619. Once, once again, that's 657-383-1619. It's not just about the co-host. You know, you can you can call in uh, whenever you um, whenever you need um, to talk to me, tell me if you're pro-life, pro-choice, thoughts on that matter, 
Uh, does religion play a role in your decision? It's all good. Once again, the guest calling number is 657-383-1619. Um, I learned a lot just by doing my cursory research uh, on the topic. Um, so to continue to cover the grounds I want to cover tonight, um, and uh, when I was going to college um, at FAU, um, I saw a, um anti-abortion protest, and they had their signs and showing the the usual grotesque stuff, which is part of the reality, but nobody wanted to see. And uh, I was surprised how, you know, organized those people were, and uh, they really wasn't, they didn't really neg- necessarily use religion as the reason why, you know, that they were doing what they were doing. And one of the things that I remember from that interaction is that um, they try to do counseling on their end to encourage the mother to give birth to the baby and, you know, hook her up with abortion, I mean, um, adoption options. But I found out that black boys were the least wanted of the uh, kids who who get adopted. So that was really uh, heartbreaking to hear. So, you know, we have a lot of work to do as black people to take care of ourselves and I'm not saying to to be wanted, but you know we have to we have to try not to be in that position where a lot of well black boys are 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 not being adopted, you know. So that was the thing that stood out for me um, with that situation. So that was a couple of years ago, uh, and tonight I saw a movie about a Dutch woman who used to work for Greenpeace and um, she decided to start a service for women all over the world by having a boat with uh, an uh, abortion, I guess, clinic. A floating It's a floating abortion clinic because there's a lot of places around the world that abortion is illegal. Um, but women are doing abortions anyway, as you can imagine. And um, so she started this thing, and the story is on um, the movie, the documentary is on Netflix. It's called Vessel, Um, and it was really an eye-opening documentary, and it showed her going to places like Ireland, Poland, um, Spain, Portugal. Uh, She's been to Morocco. Um, uh, Bolivia, I think, or Ecuador. Uh, she's been to Africa, so um, it was, it's been a, it was an hour long, and you know they were educating you know the people about their options, and and I was just surprised that they didn't face a lot more um, opposition than they did. They did face opposition. A lot of people, you know, obviously boycotted them and threw eggs at them or whatever, but I was really afraid for 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 their lives. Uh, it was uh, mostly women. Um, uh, but one of the things that I learned from that from that documentary was that there there are pills that are available over the counter that, you know, women can take to end the pregnancy. Uh, and uh, they were trying to educate the women 
so that they can kind of take care of the issue themselves instead of having to come on the boat because sometimes it's it's not uh, easy for women to to get access to the boat. Obviously, some countries are landlocked, and it's crazy. So um, that's a great documentary that um, I would highly suggest. Um, also, I've been following the uh, the work of the people of Apologia Radio. That's Jeff Durbin and his crew. And uh, just through watching videos um, on YouTube, I stumbled on this guy, which I'm going to try to find his name for you. And he had like a poem that is against abortion. And the way he was talking is that he was planning on... Uh, you know, stopping abortion, etc. Um, but what I found to be uh, particularly interesting about his poem was that um, it seemed to me that it came off as uh, like he was going to do something crazy, like a terrorist activity. You know what I'm saying? But the, you know, he was he was coming off like you know, like saying like his generation is going to be the generation to end. Uh, abortion because you know he's a Jesus person and and that's the right thing to do. I'm going to get you the name real quick. Poet again. Abortion. Still with beard, like um. A lot of these guys that apology apology of radio roll with, like to me, they are just like American Taliban, wacky extremist, religious people. Fundamentalist is what the proper term is, I guess. You know, very religious, not very flexible. And um, I've heard Jeff basically say that um, they want like a like a theocracy. Uh, and so is that what this? This search thing there, I see there's a lot of options. I mean, there's a lot of poems coming up. But I'm looking for this one dude with the beard. But uh, the dude, you know, he had like a a messed up hand. His right hand, I think, is messed up. And uh, I forgot the lyrics. It's just, you know, it's a really big topic. And uh, so... I wouldn't be surprised if something comes up. You know, there's, they're, you know, they're squeezing it down. Like I said, on the state level, they they um, impose what I would consider Jim Crow type laws on abortion. And the reason why I mentioned Jim Crow is because, you know, after uh, slavery was abolished, the South still, you know, persecuted black people by putting up, you know, Jim Crow laws. And I think. That's a, a good analogy for the abortion situation. Um, and, yeah, so uh, abortion will continue to happen. I think everybody knows that. Uh, people who um, want to have abortions will try different things, um, you know, amongst t- tactics that are have been used that I know of include drinking all kinds of dangerous cocktails, including bleach, um, I've heard about throwing women down the stairs, 
um, uh, hang using hangers to I guess scrape the the baby out is just I can't you know I can't imagine the gruesomeness and obviously that those types of uh, methods are a lot more dangerous than the procedures that we currently have um, but it's going to continue especially if we don't have a good base of sex, ed, sexual education because I still don't think America is um, progressive enough to have that conversation without making it a scandal, you know. Um, and I think sexual education is one of the great ways, a great tool to lessen abortions, whether um, Roe v. Wade gets reversed or not. You know, we're still going to have to deal with it. People are still going to have sex. People are still going to have abortions. Um, and making it illegal doesn't just makes it illegal. It's going to go underground, you know. Um, I kind of thought about the whole the bootlegging days with prohibition, you know, and there was crime, you know, black markets are just going to naturally flourish, and um, so that's that's what I think is going to happen with abortion. Yeah. So this is the uh, the last chance. It is now ten twenty seven p.m. in the evening Eastern Standard Time. If you wish to call in, you can call in at. Six five seven three eight three one six one nine. Once again, that's six five seven three eight three one six one nine. My name is Reggie. You're listening to the Haitian Freethinkers Radio Show. Uh, tonight, I'm doing a quick show, I guess, on abortion. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, please do so by getting on Facebook and searching for Haitian Freethinkers. You'll find the page. You'll find the group. Um, we are on Google Plus. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We have the website, HaitianFreeThinkers.org. Yeah, and you can uh, call or text the Google Voice number, which is 678-820-9474. That's uh, 678-820-9474. So if there is not that much activity, I will wrap it up. But uh, I think I can find find in my history at least give you the name of the guy. I've watched videos where Ben Carson talks about um, his using abortion. But humans are definitely interesting. Um, Ted Cruz, he's that guy. And I get you that information. I mean, I, I don't think these people are very um, reasonable. When I say reasonable, I, I don't think that you can. Um... Ah, there it is. It's called Pro Gospel, Pro Life, spoken word by Zachary Conover. So Zachary Conover is the the guy. Uh, Google him. He's probably got some 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 more stuff. Um, I didn't hear the poem, but it was, um, looks like it was well, uh, produced, if I may say that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. He didn't have too much stuff, but, uh, yeah. 
Um, yo, so Zachary Conover, and uh, I, I really think it's going to be a real big, big thing that we have to deal with from here on out. You know, I unfortunately think that the Republicans will hopefully not win the presidency, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, and if so, it's going to be quite interesting to see what they're going to do because they have the majority still in Congress. So they're going to try to reverse a lot of the things that Obama and the uh, Democrats put in place. Um, and I, I really think that the um, I really think that the Christians are going to seize on this opportunity to to do as much as they can, including reversing um, Roe v. Wade, uh, and perhaps work on marriage equality too. You never know. But this is your last chance to give us a call if you want to call in. The guest calling number is six five seven three eight three one six one nine. Once again, the guest calling number is six five seven three eight three. One six one nine. My name is Reggie. You're listening to the Haitian Free Thinkers Radio Show. Um, yeah, if not, we will conclude the show. Mm-hmm. 